training I have for you. Training? An old friend has learned the path to immortality. One who has returned from the netherworld of the Force. Your old master. Qui-Gon? How to commune with him, I will teach you. You can't win, Darth. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Run, Luke, run! Luke, the Force will be with you. Use the Force, Luke. Let go, Luke. Luke, trust me. Remember, the Force will be with you, always. Luke, Chapter 24 Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulchre, and they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre, and they entered in, and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid, and bowed down their faces to the earth, they said unto them, Why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen, 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 risen. Welcome to A Conspiracy in the Force, the show where we examine parallel conspiracies in a galaxy far, far away, in a galaxy not so far away. The show is designed as an introduction to modern-day conspiracy theories by using Star Wars, one of the most beloved fictional universes, as a point of reference. Let's begin. This episode is titled Jesus, the OG Force Ghost. 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 Let's talk a little bit about Force Ghosts. The concept of a Force Ghost was slowly rolled out to us throughout the original trilogy. In the first movie, you saw Obi-Wan sacrifice himself to Vader and basically left his body. Whenever Vader swung the saber to end Obi-Wan, there was nothing left but a pile of clothes. We then hear Obi-Wan's disembodied voice tell Luke to run a few moments later. At the end of the film, we hear Obi-Wan's voice speaking more directions directly into Luke's head when he told Luke to disconnect from the real world and let go into the Force. The result was that Luke channeled the Force and it flowed through him and directed his highly improbable but very accurate proton torpedo shot that destroyed the Death Star. Luke then hears Obi-Wan telling him that the Force will always be with him. In the next movie, The Empire Strikes Back, 
we not only hear, but see Obi-Wan in a quasi-physical form when he tells Luke on Hoth to go train with Yoda. Later in the film, we see him show up again in this quasi-physical form to caution Luke about abruptly ending his training to go attempt to save his friends. In the final movie of the original trilogy, Return of the Jedi, Obi-Wan appears again in the flesh, but this time he seems to have mutated his ghostly visage into a nearly human being presence. He is still a force ghost, but he now sits beside Luke on a log, just as a normal person would. In this movie we also see Darth Vader return to his wholesome Anakin Skywalker form and become a force ghost as well, along with Yoda. Yoda. Now, flipping back to the prequel trilogy, there's really not much about Force Ghosts visually or in the dialogue. The closest thing we get is Qui-Gon Jinn's death at the end of the first movie, The Phantom Menace, and then Yoda's declaration to Obi-Wan at the end of Revenge of the Sith, the final movie, that Qui-Gon had returned from the netherworld to commune with him, and he would be communing with Obi-Wan during his exile on Tatooine, which I'm sure we'll see or hear in the new Obi-Wan series coming out soon. When Qui-Gon died, however, we did not see his body leave him. This was apparently due to the fact that he had not fully mastered the Force Ghost method, as Obi-Wan did many years later. Throughout the Clone Wars series, we do hear, but not see, Qui-Gon talking with Yoda. Now fast forward to the sequel trilogy. In the sequel trilogy, we see Yoda's ghost interacting with Luke, as well as the environment. This interaction is even more striking than Obi-Wan's in Return of the Jedi as Yoda sits on a log, whacks Luke with a stick, and even causes lightning to rain down on a tree fully engulfing it in fire. Later in the film, we do see Luke Skywalker fully give himself up to the Force in an attempt to assist the Resistance heroes and provide a distraction so they can escape. We then see Luke Skywalker come back as a Force ghost in The Rise of Skywalker, and he raises his own X-Wing out of the water to help Rey fully interacting with the environment, just as Yoda did previously. At the end of the film, we get a quasi-Force Ghost moment, which we'll discuss later, when Rey calls on all the prior Jedi to assist her in her moment of need. While none of them are physically present, it's inferred that they all play a role in helping her to defeat Palpatine for the final time. 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 The idea of a Force Ghost is only intended for light side users, as it is implied that dark side users just cease to be when they die. This makes sense because the Sith are always obsessed with finding ways to maintain their existence and or to lengthen their lives through whatever means necessary. This likely means that they knew inherently there was nothing for them on the other side. This flies in the face of the Christian faith where there is a binary fate meeting all those upon death, either a reward or a punishment. In Star Wars, however, it's reward only. As a side note, you can also see the atheistic viewpoints in those in our world who have been pushing the narratives around vaccines and COVID avoidance strategies, as they believe that this world is all that they have, and they have nothing to look forward to eternally. In my view, this is a very, very sad way to live. To live.
Now think back to what Obi-Wan said to Vader right before his sacrifice. He told Vader that, quote, If you strike me down, I will become more powerful than you will possibly imagine, end quote. You can almost envision a similar exchange between Jesus Christ and Satan when Jesus was being crucified. While it appeared that this was the end for the Son of God, this event was used to provide salvation for many in the future. He would truly be more powerful than ever before. You could almost say that Jesus was the original force ghost, as after three days his body disappeared from his tomb. He then appeared to his disciples in the flesh to their surprise, even showing the nail holes to those that doubted. His physical form was not necessarily ghostly, but he had definitely returned from the dead, from the netherworld. Jesus eventually ascended into heaven and left the Holy Spirit to stay with us as an invisible version of himself. You could make an interesting inverse parallel between the Holy Spirit coming into all the disciples and all the Jedi speaking to Rey at the end of Star Wars. Biblically, one voice came into many, and in Star Wars, many voices came into one. The problem people have with the story of Jesus and his post-grave return is that it cannot be explained by science. But let's be honest, those who cling to science to solve all of our problems have had a rough go during the last few years, as many of their predictions about what viruses are, how they're transmitted, and how to fight viruses have been debunked time and time again. So I believe this argument is a faulty one. The only way to reconcile the story about this force ghost, Jesus, is to have the faith that it's true, which is a hard pill to swallow for some, a pill that cannot be forced, pun intended, pun intended, pun intended, pun intended. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Conspiracy in the Force, and a big thank you to those of you who have continued to listen after all these episodes. I'll be honest, I've lost some listeners once I've started being more vocal about my faith in Christ which is to be expected as it's not everyone's belief system and some are opposed to it for various reasons. But thank you for sticking around and for diving into the Star Wars, Biblical, and Conspiracy parallels with me. May the Force be with you, and God bless.